0: Hey, everybody, on today's Logged on Bama, of course, we're going to keep talking about Will Conformby, who committed to Alabama yesterday. We will certainly talk about that. But one thing that I came across on Twitter, and I think this is so cool to talk about, this is what we're going to lead with, I'm going to let you know, that's going to be uh, Alabama's records against SEC teams all time. And there's just, I, I know this is something everybody can look up. And I know that it's, uh, a lot of people know our record versus Tennessee or record versus Auburn or whatever. But some of these numbers are kind of crazy, and there's some what-ifs in here that I think we need to discuss. So we're going to talk about that today, and hopefully you enjoy it. Locked on Bama, here we go. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in the Locked On Battle. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today?
1: Good, good. It's uh, day two of uh, of Wilkin Formby in the fold, but let's talk about our records versus other SEC teams. I'm I'm intrigued by this, actually. You've got this information in front of you, and I bet you're going to surprise me with a couple of things.
0: You know, this this is just something that that came across Twitter for, for no reason whatsoever, I, and it was tweeted out by somebody who's like, an SEC guy, not even an Alabama guy. I just find this fascinating. First of all, Alabama's dominance in the SEC is unquestioned. And we all knew this. And it's not us trying to be braggarts, although, I mean, okay, we're bragging a little bit. <laughs> but listen listen to a few of these, Jimmy. Um, and here's the other thing I want you to remember. What if, what if Nick Saban didn't come to Alabama in 2007? That's where I think we're going. To have, we would have have some losing records against some of these teams, I believe, if we hadn't gotten Nick Saban. Now, maybe, maybe let's let's pretend like Rich Rodriguez had still been the coach. I maintain that Rodriguez would have done okay at Alabama. He would have had a Gus Malzonish type uh, mm-hmm. effect at Alabama, in my judgment. I don't think again, not not unbelievable, but some super moments, some great. Uh, fantastic running quarterbacks, Uh, but in this league, I think he'd be about what Malzahn was, which was a one-time SEC winner. Uh, Maybe go to the SEC Championship game a couple other times and lose, not winning national championships. And because now, that that sounds so foreign now that we've had Saban, right? right? But think about this. Our all-time record, what do you think our all-time record is against Georgia? Just throw this out there.
1: Uh Um. Tell me how many games we've played against them.
0: Okay, I mean roughly to do some quick math here. So that'll be seventy-two, Jimmy. Seventy-two is the answer.
1: Uh, I think we've beaten them probably uh, something like uh, forty-five times. Forty-two times. Forty-two times less than I thought.
0: Huh. Well, we've tied them four times. So they've oh, only beaten us twenty-six. Yeah. But right. okay, that's not so, the one that like shocks me. I am a little shocked we've played them that much. Yeah, because it just seemed
1: like in the old days we didn't play them very much at all, and we certainly don't play them very much, you know, now. Um, Gosh, uh, that is a little surprising, but I did know we would have a winning record against them. Frankly, what a lot of people don't know, Luke, is that prior to the Herschel Walker Georgia teams, prior to 1980, I think Georgia was very hit and miss as to whether they were going to be good at all. Hit and miss. Now, they, they had good teams, but hit and miss. They weren't dominant. They weren't a team prior to 1980 you would expect to win a national championship and i would say post 1980 they're almost the most annual disappointing team in the sec uh even before Martin uh georgia was always good or even great but they would find a way not to have a special season Uh, it's really been under rick and certainly kirby that they are that, that they are what they are today
0: all right here's here's one that's kind of fun to start with and of course that's auburn um we're 48 and 37 and one against Auburn. Okay. So we have 48
1: 37 and one. Okay. That's, man, so much of that is the Nick Saban era. I, I do know that Auburn is the team where, I, to, to my knowledge, we have the closest record in terms of, you know, we're, we're closer yeah. to 500 with them than anyone. It was else.
0: Tennessee. It was Tennessee. It's not Tennessee anymore.
1: <laughs> no, this last 15-game win streak, I'm sure, has uh, created some, uh, what, what, what will we call it, separation. Yeah.
0: But uh, Here's here's a good question. If Nick Saban had not come to Alabama, and look, Nick Saban is 10-5 and 5 against Auburn, I think that's right. So 8-9, 11-12, 14-15, 16-18, 20 21. So yeah, he's 10 and five because he's lost. So we we have gained five games on Auburn with Nick Saban, which again is kind of low. I mean, you got to give Auburn credit with that because they are far and away the the closest competitor here, Um, even though they other stats show that they're not even in Alabama's area code. But when it comes to head to head, it means a lot to them. And uh, I give them credit for that. But if Nick Saban hadn't come to Alabama, and let's say everything else remains equal, we get a dude, a Rich rodriguez type dude. Do we have a losing record to Auburn? I think maybe yes.
1: Uh, wouldn't surprise me. And, and it's funny that you picked Rodriguez. <laughs> I, I I don't know how I feel about what would have happened if it was Rich Rod. I agree that it would have been not good, but not a disaster. We have to remember for all the people that want to say everything prior to Nick was a disaster, even all the mics. They all had a 10 win season. Every one of them. Mm-hmm. won 10 games in the SEC. Uh, Mike Shula won 10 games. We were 10 and not 0 Price. on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Uh, not, Price. Know, not Mike Price. Not Mike Price. And, and, and I brought that up to say Mike Price. In my opinion, Mike Price would have been the complete, complete disaster. Uh, it would have been horrific recruiting wise, and we would have played a style of football. Two things we'd have had no dudes. Except we'd have had a handful of quarterbacks and receivers, but no dudes. And we would have played a style of football that would have gotten us murdered in this league.
0: <laughs> There's no doubt. Look, I think Mike Price at Alabama would be kinda like what um what oh God, why can't it? Larry Coker was at Miami in the sense that he was really won the national championship his first year. Mike Price wouldn't have done that, but he would have been pretty good his first couple of years. Everybody'd be like, Oh my God. they're slinging all over the place and this is crazy because it's alabama and it would have been even crazier because it's alabama but then after about a year and a half it'd be like the mike sleep mike leach thing going on at state now is like yeah we can stop this because you don't have the dudes we have you can run whatever offense you want to be wide open it can be really closed in whatever you want you don't have as many good players as i do and in the end that's what it comes down to now a one-off, you'll be able to to win occasionally, uh, but long-term success, uh-uh, Mike Price would have stunk up the place. Jimmy, we need to go ahead and take a break. I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody right now about Built Bar. Look, I'm I'm going to pull out a Built Bar. This is me, very slyly and stealthily pulling out a Built Bar right now. Uh, can you see it? I, I don't. Have I'll see opinion. it. You see it? I see it. This one is a coconut. Um, I wish I had had it for lunch. I didn't. Uh, because these things are absolutely delicious and nutritious and scrump delicious. You absolutely can't beat them. Go to built.com and uh, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off that order. Uh, you can get uh, chocolate mousse. You can get whipped cream. You can get cookies and cream crumble. All these different things. They got all these flavors. And some of them, you these Built Puffs, they are fantastic. They got marshmallow wheat. It's like a protein-infused marshmallow. You can't beat it. You got to try the mud pie. That's that's like limited time offer. Go try it. All of them are covered in 100% real chocolate. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off that order. That's built. .com, Locked15 for 15% off that order. Um, Let me make sure that I'm not missing something here. I was about to miss something. NBA Draft Night, I don't want to miss oh, it. You yeah. don't want to miss it. One live NBA Draft show is not enough for Locked On. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA Draft Night. So if you have a favorite NBA team, make sure you subscribe now to the Locked On YouTube channel so you get notified when we go live on NBA Draft Night. That is... Uh, locked awesome. on covering everything, the best that they can cover it right there.
1: You need um, to watch the watch, listen to that show, watch the NBA draft and eat built bars. You've just that's one heck of a night there
0: and bet on the picks through bet online, of course. And, and, and of course, While are you betting, working on your
1: muffler? Where's JD Davidson and Keon Ellis? You, you still, you, we're we predicting we'll talk more about it in probably tomorrow's show, but uh, not for mid to late second round,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, I'd. Maybe there was a chemistry thing. Maybe there was a team not jiving thing. Maybe it was whatever. Maybe both of them just really wanted to go. I tell you, man, I, I really wish at least one of them had come back because we we're we got an open spot we're not going to use apparently unless something really magical happens. So how much better would it be to have Keon Ellis come back? I mean, it would be nice. So.
1: I've, I've talked um, about it before on the show, but uh... – In terms of J.D. Davis and now Keon was a senior. I get it. And and, and Keon, I think could have some success. How about this stat? I think I think this is right. I'm going to confirm this 80% of second round picks are out of the NBA within five years. 80%. But of that 20% that, that that makes it most of them are seniors senior second-round picks seem to have quite a bit of success. And guess it was one of those just a year ago, Herb Jones. Um, But the J.D. Davison route, a freshman that's a second-round pick? It's going to be tough, numbers, The numbers aren't good.
0: Let's go back to this Alabama all-time record thing. Um, Let's do talk about Tennessee for a second, because right now Alabama is 58-38-7. Now, one thing I should have done, I haven't done it. One thing I should have done. Is gone through and seen these records, do they include any forfeited wins or, you know, or or do they not include those? Uh, I don't think
1: they do include those. I think those are, yeah, I bet those are straight up.
0: If I was a, if I was a commissioner, the commissioner of college football, one of the first things I would ever do is say, I'm taking away all asterisks. This is stupid. Those things happened. And I understand what you're saying, but from henceforth, we, and this goes for everybody because that way there's no confusion anymore. Like, did that game happen? The game happened. Most times some of y'all were there. So yeah, if,
1: I, he, if I watched it happen, I don't need the NCAA later to tell me the game didn't take place.
0: I hate forfeiting the wins. And, in fact, I would say the next thing we're going to do is if we're going to have this set of rules. If you're caught breaking those rules and you cheat, I'm not taking away any of your wins, any of that stuff. I'm going to hit you in the pocketbook so hard you're going to wish you hadn't done that. That's going to be the punishment. Punishment, t- vacating wins, g- not being on TV, those aren't punishment. Mm-hmm. This is not. So anyway, um, it's stupid. It screws up the record books, is what it does. Um, so let's talk about Tennessee. 58, 38, and 7. That includes a 15-game winning streak. So Tennessee was like right there. Yeah,
1: within five games kitchen. before this, within five games before this streak started.
0: And not only, see, here's the thing. It's it's a it's a double whammy for Tennessee because not only does Alabama get saved and have all this success, because Alabama's getting better and having all this success, they're recruiting better in Tennessee. And so they're stealing guys that Tennessee normally would get. They're recruiting better in California, guys that Tennessee usually would go get. Guys in North Carolina, Tennessee would usually go get Georgia, wherever. And and Huntsville, even, where guys Tennessee would normally reach down and go get like a Joey Kent. Well, uh so Alabama's success had a I mean, it, it has had the most adverse effect on Tennessee, I think, more so than any team in college football. Because, see, LSU has won a national championship and played for another, or actually won two national championships and played for another in Nick Saban's time. So, and I know two of those they, they played for were probably direct results of Nick Saban's Midas touch. But – one of the other ones was just LSU. I mean, they were, they've been able to tread water and stay there. Tennessee drowned. They did, they did. They're gone. They're buried. They're gone.
1: And recruiting. Recruiting is such a big part of that. There was a time younger Alabama fans are going to be like, this old man is totally making this stuff up. But there was a time, particularly in the 90s, when we would go head-to-head with Tennessee for prospects and Tennessee would win most of the time. That, that literally happened. Uh, throughout the 90s and, and in the 80s we would basically split players with them. We'd get half of them, they'd get half of them. In the 90s, they were pretty much whipping us for them most of the time. And uh, I'm telling you, they' their 98 national championship team and, and those teams those those, it, those former teams from like, like let's say 95 through 2000, uh, those teams looked a lot like Alabama's teams look today. There, there were dudes everywhere and they were drafted high and they won a lot of games and their starting lineup was basically a who's who of, of, of what we've been following and recruiting. You know I mean? Just yeah. During that period of time, it was tough to beat Tennessee for players. And during the Saban time, not only has Alabama won every game on the field, Alabama's won every prospect off the field. You could, but the, the list of kids that have chosen Tennessee over Alabama, over the last 15 years is very very short. Even so short, it includes a guy like Henry Toho Toho, who would eventually choose Alabama over Tennessee <laughs> when given a While second he was at chance. Tennessee. <laughs> That's right. So uh,
0: <laughs> he said, "I'm not even staying committed to the school I'm in right now. <laughs> I'm at your school and I'm leaving." Um, right. But uh, some of these others, what do you think Alabama's record against Bandy is? This this is people are just.
1: Again, I need to know how many games I can probably get a okay. close. close.
0: Um, it's going to be about 82.
1: 70 and 12.
0: 59 and 19 with four ties.
1: That's, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that it's 19 losses. I bet there was a period of time in the distant past that they must have reeled off a few in a row. By the way. Maybe, maybe in the 50s.
0: I'm glad you said that. Uh, there was a text chain today, me and my brother and some of our Auburn friends who are super guys. Um, but, uh, you know, they love to every now and again, one of them sort of just peeks his head out to like cause commotion. Cause he knows me and my brother will get fired up. And, um, he peeked his head out and said, are y'all gonna be watching the college world series night? And I was like, no, I mean, it'd be 50 50 if I'd watch it, if Alabama was in it. I mean, I'm not a <laughs> baseball guy. Um, but I said, I said, I guess I'm just going to have to go watch the replay of one of our many, many, many national championships. To ease the and so we went back and forth. And finally, um, one of them, you know, as Auburn fans inevitably do when it comes to insulting Alabama people, they put up a GIF of Chris Davis's 109-yard kick six. And I said, you might as well put up a GIF of somebody wearing a leather helmet and playing in the Enron Bowl in 1931. That was nine years ago, bros.
1: That was not, that was so nine years ago.
0: I mean, look, get, get a, a little more up to date insult. You, you know, you, you want to put a gif on there of 2017 or 19. I respect that. You're going back to 13 for the kick six. Let's, let's chill. So I've been, ke- you know. I've been
1: keeping up with College World Series at least a little bit. I've watched some, not all of it. i watched maybe a little bit of most of the games a little bit, but, uh, I could be wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of things, but, uh, Tonight, as we record, Auburn plays Arkansas tonight in an elimination game. Uh, I think it might be the end of the road for Auburn. I think Arkansas might be a little much for them.
0: Arkansas has got too many dudes with mullets and mustaches. (laughs) That that (laughs) equals good baseball team. Um, You know how many times Kentucky's beaten us in their history? Don't ask how many times we played. I'm just asking. How many
1: times times has Kentucky beaten Alabama? Um,
0: You can't be silent long this because see some of this is audio podcast only.
1: Fourteen times, <laughs> <laughs> no way.
0: They've only beaten us twice.
1: I know the '97 game. And- oh, our
0: Amer- hey! I bought. I paid money to watch that game on American television, and I wanted oh. to throw up. Oh, okay. it, it, it,
1: it was as depressing a loss I think as I've ever seen. But '97 was one. Was
0: the other one in the '70s? It couldn't. Have, I doubt the '70s. That was most dominant time ever.
1: Well, that's probably true, but I think Kentucky won the league, believe it or not, one year in oh, the 70s. I, I don't know if they beat Alabama. They I think Jerry, Jerry Claiborne was their coach, I think.
0: In uh, the 70s he was?
1: I think this is right. This is like about 76 Jerry Claiborne, Kentucky Wildcats. I think they were pretty good. I think they either won the league or tied Alabama for the SEC championship, and I think that was the last time it ever happened.
0: They almost beat us. I think it was was it eighty four. Jeff Dunn, Vince Sutton playing in like eighty seven. No, no, eighty eight. It was eighty eight. You're right. It was eighty eight. I That's remember the Murray it, Hill game. Murray Hill had it, but we threw a, a touchdown to somebody very, very maybe Steve Buskey or something. He's like a that?
1: friend of mine. He's actually a friend of mine now, though he wasn't then. Though we were in school together, but uh, Gene Newberry. Gene Newberry. That's it. Newberry. He was a former quarterback that had moved to tight end, and he caught the game-winning pass from Vince Sutton to beat Kentucky. And, uh, yeah, Gene's a, a good friend of mine now, great, great guy. And we, we spent some time actually talking about that, that and it game. Was a, and it was, was a moon
0: waker of a fade pattern, if I remember right. And Gene Newberry sounds like somebody who at one point in his life played Eddie Haskell in a school play about Leave it to Beaver.
1: <laughs> he might, he might have. I know Gene, and he might have. Uh, here's an, another interesting thing about about Gene as it relates to today. This is crazy. He was, again, we recruit a lot of highly recruited quarterbacks, and for whatever reason, they didn't pan out. But Newberry was basically a five star. He was one of the first early entry guys ever. He early entered college in in a January, like two decades before like the next guy did i mean he did it a long time ago i guess it was roughly 85 and lou holtz was the coach at arkansas and gene was telling me that uh when gene who was from arkansas chose alabama over home state arkansas uh there were editorials in the newspaper about well time to put holtz out to pasture because he he couldn't even sign newberry uh and and that's kind of interesting that the quarterback didn't even work out for him and and it was a big blow for uh, Holtz to lose him. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, he was an early entry guy literally two decades before it became common.
0: That's funny. In 88, you say the Murray Hill game. See, I went to the game in Knoxville that year. That was a funny time for Tennessee. All right, Tennessee was on, like, this unbelievably bad losing streak, and we beat them at their place in 88, and Murray Hill had a big game that game. Um, and then they didn't lose again. Until wow. 1989 rolls around, and they play us in Birmingham. They were undefeated, and so were we, obviously, because we were undefeated going into Jordan-Hare that year. Um, and that was the Saran-Stacey game. And they had uh, Reggie Cobb and Chuck Webb, and Reggie Cobb had just been busted for drugs or something like that, and so they only had Chuck Webb. They had a backfield called Cobb-Webb. Wow. I mean, that's yes, just fantastic. That is really, really cool. They that. were
1: awesome players. You know, Reggie Cobb passed not too long ago, yeah. a few years ago, but not too long ago. Uh, Boy, those were
0: two good
1: SEC running backs.
0: Uh, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. We're going to do one more quick segment. When we return, we're going to talk a little bit more recruiting. All right, buddy. Again, want to tell everybody about this NBA mock draft. This thing is really cool. The first picks of the ultimate NBA mock draft have been made. Search now for ultimate NBA mock draft and get over 50 insiders. The audacity sports experts, the draft experts have locked on NBA big board, and the five-episode ultimate NBA mock draft is underway, y'all. Make ultimate NBA mock draft your second listen today, right after this bad boy. Um, so recruiting-wise, we get Wilkin Formby, uh, the, the offensive lineman. Now, here's the thing. I think a lot of people I – th- I say a lot of people. I think there are some folks out there, Alabama fans, who are a little bit down on Alabama recruiting just because they look at the rankings and see Alabama's like in the 20s right now. We only have five commits. All of them are top 100 guys. That That's pretty awesome. But, Jimmy, and that's where I really wanted to go with this, just talk about, like, let's build our fan base back up a little bit. Like, don't – nobody be upset that we don't have – Arch Manning or something right yet. First of all, we got a dude we really love in Eli Holstein. We we might get Peter Woods here in a cup in a week or so. But I just yep. this just came across. I mean, sometimes we break news. It's not breaking news to you, it's breaking news to us as it's happening right now while I'm recording. Tamari and Parker has been crystal balled by three people. Two, you want to guess Florida. Florida. No, no, Alabama? No.
1: Georgia? No. Auburn penn state wow you know they've been spending a lot of time in alabama they're, they're favorites to get dakari nelson who's a safety from selma that i think is one of the most underrated kids in the state but tamari and parker ending up at penn state that would be a wow man wow wow i mean I good just player good player
0: again i would love i would love to have him understand That perhaps Alabama is not chasing him as as highly as as some people would like or would normally uh, in non Sabin years. Yeah, but
1: I'm not making excuses for Alabama because I love Tamarian Parker. I I, I do. And uh, wow, boy, him going to Penn State would be something. But but imagine this imagine Alabama wants to sign four defensive linemen. Imagine that's the number. And that's very realistic because, you know, there's only three that play. There's only three defensive linemen. (laughs) You know, when we're in our regular, you know, lineup. There's three defensive linemen on the field. So signing four in one class is sort of a lot, right? What if those four are Peter Woods, James Smith,
0: Mm.
1: Kelby Collins, Mm. and Jordan Renaud from Texas? Those four guys are all more highly rated than Parker. If you take Parker, which one of those four that I named are we dumping? So, uh, you know, sometimes it's just hard to fit. Fit them all in i think tamarian parker is a guy that signs with alabama alabama he's a high priority for alabama 90 out of 100 years and if i'm wrong 95 out of 100 years uh it's just a, a crowded position group this season but gosh what a good player i can't believe that he would leave the sec and if three crystal balls happen let me just tell you how the industry works uh it's based on solid information that is not a yeah. coincidence
0: yeah, it's not a guy piggybacking off somebody else's crystal ball. That's not the case. All these guys have like ninety percent uh, accuracy when it comes to these crystal balls. Nobody's got a hundred percent because there'll always be a kid that changes their mind. Yeah. More, um, more
1: insider tip about those crystal balls. Whether you know at, at on three we call it the RPM and then you know twenty four seven they call it crystal ball. Whatever, whatever they call whatever website. I would urge people that want to be uh, intelligent uh, connoisseurs of this information. Watch who is crystal balling. Yeah. Who. Who, like, for instance, uh, I'll give him props. If Tim Watts crystal balls somebody to Alabama, pay a lot of attention to that. Exactly. If some recruiting dude you've never heard of that's not from Alabama that you're not familiar with, if he crystal balls some kid to Alabama, maybe, maybe don't pay as much attention to that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's kind of – so so. don't just look at the crystal balls. Look at who. But uh, based on the story Luke is telling, uh, boy, that sounds like something's something's going down.
0: And to end the this particular podcast, that would mean the state of Alabama, let's assume he does commit to Penn State. In the top 15 players, or let's call it the top 20 players, Al, the state of Alabama would have a dude commit to Tennessee, Auburn, Alabama, several commit to Alabama, Penn State, Clemson, and Georgia. Uh, and you would assume Tony Mitchell to Texas a and A lot of people believe that. I, I mean, and that's not even half. That's not even 10 players. I mean, that's – this year in the state is ridiculous. We've been talking about it this whole time. But, uh, Jimmy, that's going to do it for this podcast. You know, when we do all this nostalgia talk, that's when we start rambling. But I like the rambling. But, anyway, that's going to do it for today. Roll Tide, everybody. Roll Tide.